For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'll add you to that room. Talk shoes. Recorded live. My friends, sorry that it's uh, a little late getting that on, but uh, anyway, thanks for dropping in, Janine. Thanks, Bugs, for that information. So, um, does any can anybody explain, um, uh, Ron, how to to get to these specific rooms? Do we have to be invited to them, or um, I, that's one thing I don't know. Mike has invited me to a few rooms. But uh, there's there's several of them that I've been hearing about, but I really don't know how to get to them. As far as I know, you have to be invited. I don't know any way to search it and join. I I know that if you ask Mike to add you to all the rooms that he's created, he'll you know, I know he's uh, had some personal issues with his living arrangements, and it's going to take him a while to get back on track. But you, you can ask Gus, or you know, I'm more than happy to to add people or I'm sure if you just ask whatever, you know, the common law group, if you just make it known that you'd like to be added to other groups as well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, common law group is pretty much uh, the preschool. Everybody gathers there and, and starts. So uh, then you break off into isolated areas like taxes or traffic stops or, you know, the individual specific groups. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, just make it known, you know, in the chat room that you're in, uh, that you want to be added to other groups and maybe what topic that you're interested in or, or all of them or, you know, it, it's a, it gets to be a bit much going through 80 to 100, uh, you know, messages per day, per room. So you want to stay focused on one. Or isn't that the truth? I mean, you want to be focused on the one that people are adding to, or they're not just doing, hey, how you doing, and happy faces. You'll come across that in every group, but for the most part, you know, people try to keep it uh, on topic. Yeah, it's pretty good. They're pretty good in the room. Okay. Um, so, Ports, which room did you say you posted that in? I believe that was in Court Tactics, Strategies and Tips. Yeah, I'm not in that room. Could you add us to? Yeah, well, I, I did ask to be added to every room, but... Gus, after we dropped Gus off in New Hampshire, he... he uh, he gave us a laptop that he had, he had fixed, and uh, so I'm trying to learn. <laughs> I, I I don't have any uh, experience with this thing, so I'm uh, it's all updated, new, everything, and I'm I'm just trying to figure it out. So bear with me. Well, thanks, Ron. Thank you. That's Cheyenne. 
Now, when you said about the notice of appearance, and you and you say that the reason you want to do that is to right away say that you're coming in what as a special appearance as a man woman. I understand what you're saying about special appearance, but it it uh, when I send you the the document, you can read. There's two different. Uh, uh, options, I guess you'd say, of notices. Gus Bretton wrote one, um, and and then I put my version in there also, basically saying that your your appearance is that of a man or a woman and uh, not of the legal society, any in regards to their legal society. Um, in my version, I'm I'm saying that I'm a member of the Ports family and and do not wish the benefit of any other title. And then square brackets, I say, you know, defendant, uh, pro se, any any other title, driver, operator. Uh, so. So is it is it too late to put? If you don't put one in at the beginning of the case, is it too late, too late to put to one in? Them. It's never too late to correct a mistake. You, you you make a notice of mistake. Here's the mistake. I wish it to be. I wish don't wish it to be that way. I wish it to be this way, and you know you go on from from there. Now I did do a notice of mistake in their in their complaint that I was not a defendant, and they never answered me or anything. And then right away, then I did my claim, but I got turned down on my claim. So now I want to learn how to do the void order. Sonia, I don't see you in my contact list on Skype. Yeah, I just uh, Skyped you. No, it's Sonia. I'm sorry, what? I just added Cheyenne and Janine to uh, that group. Okay, yeah, I see it now. Thank you. I'll have to scroll up quite a ways. But all the all the history is still there, so you should be able to go backlog the history and, and uh, download it from there. If not, I'll post it again. Yeah, I'm not yeah. getting history. Sorry, Paul, I've only just, like, I've, I had to get a whole new computer and everything, and it's got Windows 8 in it, and I'm, I'm just trying to find my way around it, and I've only found extra things. Oh, here it is. I've got it now. Thank you very much. Yeah. No. Are you getting history? Because I'm not. Mine only goes up to March 6th. That's why uh, I'm mine, Yeah. My, oh, I've got... I talked to you from Angela Stark's call. Um, yeah. On, uh So that's March the 7th, I think. Okay, I got up to March 6th. And um, yeah, Mike actually made a an Australian common law room as well, and that should be that should be here, but it's not showing up. I um, tell you what. Oh, here it is. Okay, um, Ports, could I could I put that in the Australian common law group as well? In the in that room, Ron. I'm not in the common law room. Oh, th- yeah, this is this is for Stra- th- this is the Australian one. Um, Mike made one for me. I'm the only one in there at the moment. 
very sad. I stepped away for a minute. I heard you ask something, Janine. Uh, I'm not in the oh. common law group anymore. Oh, no, that's okay. Mike Mike made an Australian common law group for me, and I was wondering if I could put your flow chart in that group as well. Now, I'm the only one in there at the moment, but I just came from the shopping centre, and there is a big rally because they're trying to push Sharia law and all these other laws in Australia, and they're having a rally against it to, to stand up for the Australian law. So I've only just seen that now at the, you know, on a poster near near the car park there. So I plan to go to it and push push um, this common law of Carl's in that. So hopefully we're going to get some more people in this Australian common law group and they'll be able to join in with all the other law groups that are going with talk shoes and that. I have no problem with anything you know, personal or or anything that I've already put out being expanded or, or put out further. So feel free to share just uh, with the caveat that, uh, you know, it, it is uh, my understanding at this moment. It may not be correct. It may not be complete. It may not be, you know, it, it's just a basis, uh, some platform to start from. No, that's great. We're, we're, all, we're all learning this. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So how did the, did you, you picked up Gus the other night and everything went well? Yeah, everything went well for the most part. I mean, we uh, we came back from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. We got his car. You know what happened? His car broke down? Yes. Coming back from Carl's place. Which part in Pennsylvania? Ron, do you want to fill the people in? You there, Ron? Yeah, I'm here. Um, Yeah, we got... We got his car picked up, towed up off the road, so he didn't get any fines. Uh, we got him back here, you know, slept for a while. He took a shower. We got back on the road up to New Hampshire. Uh, it was bad weather, raining and, and foggy the whole way, but we made it safe. We made it back safe. We had a, a good little visit. and uh, you know, it was Which part good, of Pennsylvania? Right by Wilkes-Barre, in between Wilkes-Barre and uh, Scranton. Up towards Scranton, right. Yeah, yeah he broke down well, on 81. But. Yeah, well, that's why he left early, didn't he? Because he, he heard that there was bad weather coming in and he was trying to get home before that bad weather, before he ran yeah, into it. We got home about 2 o'clock in the morning and it started snowing afterwards, I guess, because we fell asleep as soon as we got home and we woke up, it was covered in snow, so we had wow. just beat the weather. Wow. It was wonderful that you did that, that you and Jen did that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, thank you.
glad to help. We got a lot of great people, and I thank Jesus for that. We do. We have yes, some we lovely people with a lot of integrity that are, you know, that are, that are that will go out of their way to help friends in need, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, it reminds, reminds, me, reminds me of the scripture in the Bible that says, uh, draw close, draw very close as the time draws near, you know, to incite each other to good works and fine works and love and things like that, to really draw close and to be tight. Anyway, Ron, I'm trying to connect with you on um, on Skype here. Can you give me your Skype name? Uh, it's uh, Ports Family One. Ports Family One. That's it. I believe so. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I'm not very good at this. Uh, Spartan, United States. Sparta. Yeah. Sparta. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I'm not very good at this Skype, so, uh, I don't, uh, so I just pressed the little add button here, right? I think. Add to contacts, and I'm just sending you a message. Great, super, thank you. Yeah, Ron, Jen, okay. So anyway, I've sent you a message. Thank you. There's just so much to do, eh? I've uh, been meeting up with people on Skype, and it's just what a wonderful spot, isn't it? To meet together, you know? So, so you you do have Ron. You were saying hi, hi, Randy. Pac-Man's on my. My brother here, Pac-Man Randy. Um, Ron, you were saying that you you have the ability to join us to some of the rooms in Skype? Is it, am I getting this correct? Sounds like he's really doing well with that laptop. I can hear him just click, click, click. Oh, that's me. Oh, is Sorry. that you, No, no. No, I love it when you're on there, Janine. Especially on the the Sunday night talk shows. I I miss you when you're not. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. I gotta admit, it's my favorite. <laughs> well, I uh, just as we were having the talk show here, there was uh, another woman that uh, we we've been discussing things in the the biblical Skype room, and. Um, we're trying. We're trying to connect here. So I just invited her to the talk show. I just this talk show here. I just sent her a link. I don't know whether she'll get it or not, but um, she was online. So there was another woman that's that's interested in uh, getting together with us, Janine, and on our Sunday evening talk show. So it's cool. 
Sorry, if I if I throw my microphone up above my head, that is supposed to mute everybody out. But when it seems to do that, it seems to cause a huge echo through the room. So I'm reluctant to do that because you've either got to put up with the echo or with me typing on the keys. Hey, that's okay. No, I just I thought that was uh, Ron because he was telling us that he's uh, he has a, a new computer, so and he's trying to figure out how to how to use it and stuff. And I thought maybe he was adding us to Skype and doing some. No, things. that's me. That's but, me. I've got a new computer. You do too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Yeah, it's me. I had to get a whole new computer, a whole new modem. Um, I have to get a new fan. <laughs> I have to. I have to get a new hot water system. And it's, I, I reckon somebody's hit me with an EMP somewhere because, <laughs> yeah, something's been fried somewhere. Oh, good for you. No, Ron says he's got a new laptop. Oh. Yeah, yeah I have to get that. Boy, we're going to be hot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's what I reckon too. I'm just, it, but I've never been, I've never worked with, with uh, Windows 8 before. I've always had Windows XP, so, you know, and my Word, all my Word is gone and they've, you got to. I so I've got to go out and buy um, Microsoft Word and everything for it and that. You got to download some programs, eh? I've got to do something, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is Ron still on? Well, his phone's uh, on here. I don't know whether he. Split for a few minutes or not. Are you still here with us, Ron? Is anyone here familiar with doing a void judgment? No. Void judgment. I'm not. Hmm. In Carl's in Carl's um Carl's update from when Mo was talking about it, he said, no, you don't want to void judgment. And there was a reason he gave for that. But there must be there must be a purpose, a good purpose of why you would void a judgment. Well, to the best of my understanding, which is not, like I say, I'm not very knowledgeable in all this stuff either. There's so many bits and pieces missing. But if they make a judgment against you, you know, like... Um, say you owe the bank some money or something and they take it to court and they make a judgment against you, he says, that's great because you can void that judgment. He said, it's well, great. You want, it's you great. want to do the... Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead, uh, Shane. You want to void the order. I'm sorry. You want to, you want to void the order. Oh. Not yeah, no, 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 um, no. Carl said, never, ever void an order. Um, because he said it would it takes too long to get an order, and an order is what you can make money from. Because if they give you an order, you can say thank you for your order. I will carry out your order, but first I require um, payment of such and such amount. Right. Do you wish me to proceed or something like that? Um, I did. 
Um, it was in Carl's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mo did a talk show from 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 England with Gus, um, and then and I actually transcribed that, and then at the end I've actually got what Carl recommends. He he recommends not avoiding an order because that's where you make the money. Yeah. Um, and that would be on Carl's call probably from two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I, I heard that. But also I also heard Carl say that you can void an order. Yeah, there's a lot of calls that Carl says this and then there's calls he'll say that. Yeah, complete yeah. opposite. <clears throat> Yeah, because it, it's it's um, it, it, he will he will um, as Carl says, everything's going to be not case specific, but then it will be case specific. So there will be times when you will want to avoid an order, and other times when you won't want to avoid an order. You'll you know so um, yeah. So so what's your situation there? Oh, is, do you mind if I ask, or is it? There's a lot of background noise. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my son. He's playing a game, and I'm trying to get him to turn it down. Is that better? Yeah. 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 That's better. Well, Boing Snap is saying here, like you're saying, uh, ladies. He says you need to know how to collect for compliance to an order, so you need to know how to collect. So it, it sounds like, yeah, it can be a little tricky. Mm. Yeah, see, there's, oh. there's another step we're missing. Yeah. So Boeing is saying, yeah, no, don't don't void an order. I, I Unless this order is going to cause you harm, I, I, I don't think you if somebody's going to give you an order to do something, unless you feel it's going to cause you harm, then, of course, you would want to, I would imagine you would want to avoid that order Correct. If it's going to cause you harm, but if not, then, then like you say, um, Cheyenne, you can you can send them a bill. Like you're saying, Janine, you can send them a bill. Okay, I'll I'll take your order and thank you very much. And and here's the bill for me complying to that order. Comply, com- comply. Is that a compliance and comply? Is that a um, is that a common word? Is common law word? Well, I I don't I think it is to me to comply is but I don't know that's just my opinion. Uh, Boing snapped has used it here. Uh, mm. Comply is you know like to obey um, or to submit. I I that's just my opinion of what compliance means to submit or to to obey or to give in. Um, if, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna give give in to an order, I guess you're you're complying. You're saying yes. You're consenting, or you. I don't know. That's just my opinion. It must be Janine. Must be a, a common law word. Is it? Um, it has to be an unlawful order as well, based on a non-common law. Are you there? Or will you be able to hear? There's a lot of background noise. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can mute out and just because there's too much on my end. So I'm just mute and I'll type from here. 
So I might, I might just hang up the phone and just see how we go. And I'll just listen in. Okay. What are you saying that it has to be, I wish she was on the phone, it has to be an unlawful order as well? So based on non-common law would be statute, right? Yeah, sounds like it. An unlawful order, yeah. Well, unlawful order, I did a claim, and and I put myself as the um, prosecutor and, and the uh, bank and the lawyer as the wrongdoers, and here the judge ruled against me, saying that I was disappointed in the foreclosure case. No facts, no nothing. I mean, that's basically what she, she told me. And so, anyhow, my claim, she ruled against me, so that's a order that I don't I want to void. I don't want to collect on. Okay, I see what you're saying, Shan. So, yes, my order would be... Right. You get an order that is lawful. Oh, okay. Well, how many orders are lawful? If you really think about it. Hmm. Trying to think of an example too, yeah. Because most of their orders are not lawful. I wish he would he or she would get on the phone. That's Boeing? Yes. Uh, I don't know if Boeing can get on the phone. Um Good point. You know, trying to figure out what's uh, what's a lawful order and what's not, as far as common law. If you order to compensate someone for an injury, you pay, or you were in his dishonor, right? Back to my claim. That was an un- unlawful. Order. So, Cheyenne, I'm sorry. I'm, could you just tell me again what what uh, this woman dressed as a magistrate or whatever ordered you? Like, what, what exactly the, was that order? Now she's a, she now she's the head judge. Yeah. And but I want to avoid the order. What happened is I was in foreclosure. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, and uh, that was back in, I think, 2010. And here, um, I asked for extended of time so I can figure this all out, and the judge ruled against me and right away gave them summary judgment. So then, after I started listening to Carl and did my other research, I uh, then I did a notice of mistake, as far as me coming into their complaint as a defendant. Mm-hmm. And then I opened up my own claim and wanted her to void the 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 judgment 
I don't think I put order. I might have. And to basically um, um, set aside, I don't know if I use these words, set aside the sale. But basically to overturn their order. For my house to be sold at the sheriff's sale and the deed transferred And I claimed of I claimed of trespass. Well, yes, I'm so sorry. She ruled against she ruled against me. And even even the wrongdoers never came forth. Really? Now she did note that. But basically she was saying that I was just pissed about the foreclosure. And I brought up the facts. The, the, the plaintiff never appeared. Uh, never, there was no first-hand knowledge. All hearsay went to like five different points. Really? Now, you tell me how I lost that. Right. So, yeah, this is why you want to uh, put in a, a avoid, you want to avoid her order. I yes. see. Okay. I don't. Now, I don't want compensation for that. Uh-huh. Because then I'll, I'll be kicked out of my house. I mean, they're already trying to do an eviction. Mm-hmm. So I want a response into the eviction, and so far I haven't heard anything. And now I just got done doing some more stuff that I want to enter it into the court. But now my truck's down, so I can't get up there. So I'm thinking about just smelling it, and I want to do it. This one girl was on, um, on one of the shows. And I totally forgot this because I do have the form. When you go to the post office, you can get the the uh, postal person to fill this out, whatever you're whatever you're mailing. Yeah. And I totally forgot about that. But anyhow, she ended up bringing up that Dave kept denying her paperwork at the court when she would go there in person. So what she started to do was go to the post office get, and get her paperwork time stamped. Mm-hmm. And they have not rejected. Because they can't, they can't reject your paperwork once it's post, once it's time stamped by the post office. Right. So I'm going to try it. I have nothing to lose. Try and get my truck up and running. We thought it was the fuel. Um. Oh shoot. Fuel something. Filter. No, now it no, it's had to do with the fuel, not a fuel filter. It's. Christ, we had to lift up the bed and fuel pump. Oh. And she still isn't right, so now we're going to have to go to a different sensor. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that will fix. But anyhow, back to common law. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to try. Um, it was all written on paper, your court record. Yes, I did put court of record. Uh, we never had a hearing. No, I did not speak. What happened was the judge wanted me to set up for a trial, and I really didn't want to. I don't want to go into court. And the way I looked at it, they never came forth, and it was like six months down the road, I don't know, three to six months down the road, that they never came forth. So I just wanted it over and done with. So I, put, I resubmitted my orders and, and told her that they never came forth. So therefore, my claim stands as truth. Yeah. And I want my orders. Well, I got an order all right. She denied me of all my orders. 
And I remember Coral said about putting in different orders in case she does, he or she denies um, one or two. Don't have them all in one order. Have them all in separate, and that's what I did. Yeah. Well, she denied all of mine. Uh, well, Boeing's saying here that she can... Uh, yeah, he, he feels that's unlawful, you know, what you're doing. Lawful order, he says. Judges in error, you notice him, and then you avoid the judgment or the order. So the judges in error. Great. I'm also going to go back into the foreclosure. I'm going to avoid that as well. I got nothing to lose. Yeah, definitely. Hit him with everything, eh? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And also with the assignments, when uh, they go for assignments, there is no assignments. Okay. What you have to ask for is trying to find my notes. Once you can't find them, I'm like you, Sonia. Everything is. Piles of papers. Yep. This is the thing. We we get these piles of papers, and we've got to take time out to sort our stuff out, or we're just a actually scr- I do scrambled. Mess. I do. Oh, I do. But I got <laughs> I got so much stuff on my plate. <laughs> yeah, me too. That, uh, I get piled up with stuff because I'm also helping someone else out. Yeah, I hear you. We just get writing things down and putting. The, I've got little pile in the corner of my desk here. i got to sit down and start sorting into books, sorting into files. This is why we need to take some time to to sort out our brain, let alone our work. <clears throat> yeah, we have to pick a day and say, okay, I'm not doing anything else today except this. Yeah. I really want to share that. I can't believe it's not on the top of my head. Uh, enforcer, enforcement They got to show you the event. They can't just put a, a uh, notice into the court of an assignment because that's all that is. It's just a notice of an assignment. They got to show you the event, the enforceable event, and there's something else. Darn it! I had it right here too. On one of mine, but not the other one. And you also ask if anyone's asking you for a debt, ask for a bill of particulars and some certain. Yeah. And they should they should be able to give you the original contract, but they can't, right? But I mean, right? They never do. No, right. they can't because they've sold it or whatever they do with it, eh? Right. So, yeah, bill of particulars, the original contract, verification of the debt. And like you say, if 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 a man or woman doesn't show up in court, yeah, boy, it sounds like you, you, you're doing very well, um, Cheyenne, I think. You know, you know this stuff really good. You know, I'm just 
picking up bits and pieces here and there too, but you you seem to be on the ball with what you're you're doing for yourself, in my opinion. Well, I'm trying to. What I also under, understand is <clears throat> once the debt collector, not on ten, anyone's coming after you, is a debt collector. Now, actually, they're a third party, correct? Yeah. And usually they come in after you're in default. So that that means that they bought, what happens is they buy these notes. Whoever's in default, it goes to this certain company. I want to say FICA. I'm not 100% on that. But then you can, you can end up buying these notes, these um, debts. And that's what these lawyers do. They end up buying these debts. And then they come in and acting like they represent the bank, which they don't. Yeah, I understand. But they always come in after a default. That's how they can buy the loans, the liens, so-called liens, so-called loans, alleged. Boyne's putting some points in here, and I, I I haven't read them yet. I presume they may be for you, Cheyenne. Here's some points on void orders from Skype, Jewels, or DBD. An application to have a void order set aside can be made to the court, which makes the void order. <coughs> An application to have a void what order. What do you mean by application? Yeah, I'm just reading what Boeing's saying here. An application, okay, he's he's typing away here. The set, a setting aside must be done under the court's inherent power to set aside its own void order. Way beyond me, this stuff. The court does not have the discretion to refuse the application because the person affected by the if permission to appeal is sought and if sought out of time permission should be given because as the and the person affected by the void order has the right to have it set aside the void void order can be quashed it's moving too fast for me to read a void order can be quashed or declared unlawful by judicial review or applicable. The whole proceeding is void. It's based on a void act. A void order does not have to be obeyed because it has no legal effect from the beginning. I'd have to go over and read all that again. So would I. So would I. Thanks, Boeing. Super information, but you're too fast for me, buddy. I have a question. I was going to put something in the foreclosure case, but the the clerk at the courthouse would not allow me to do it because the the um, deed is already in the bank's name. But online, it does not say that it is the the um, the case is closed. It just says that it is no pending act. Now, I like I said, I want to avoid that order as well. Judgment, summary judgment, and order. That's why I want to do that one through the mail because there's this lady Janet, 
that she she just I guess she's the main woman there that she just got to go and look at your papers all the time. Oh yeah. And I had a friend of mine to to run that up to put it on the complaint. Oh, I'm sorry, I had something else I was going to put on the on the complaint, and she ended up and I never had this done, but he did. She ended up um, looking up the case number and said, no, you cannot put anything into this case because it's no longer in, in her name. Boy, oh, boy, they're tough to play with, aren't they? Just want to... I think we'll have to go over this information that Boeing's put in here, like for me anyway. Well, for me as well. Yeah, thank you, Boeing, very much. Yes, thank you. We're going to have to grab this off a chat and and read it over, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Off topic, I received a a 10-day notice uh, they're going to come by and shut off my power. Take a wild guess why. No, I can't. <laughs> why? The, the smart meter. They kept g- giving me letters and claiming that they were going to come by and put up the smart meter. And you know what that is, correct? Oh, yeah, I know lots about that. So I wrote them back and said, no, you're not. I don't want it. So I held them all for a few months. Now they just gave me a 10-day notice because I won't let them come in and change. They want they want to shut off my um, service. Really? Yep. Well, you got your hands full. Yep. So all I right. went to a lot of places today. Uh, I want to opt out. One of the places, Pennsylvania, they don't let you. They have three bills in that they want you to be able to opt out. Well, I'm telling them I am opting out. I don't want it, period. Yeah, I know. I I got on with them, like, um, where I'm staying. I don't own this this place. I'm staying with my friend. But when they put the smart meter up here, I got on them like crazy. And they'll come back and they'll put one of the old analog uh, meters back in here, you know, and you have to pay $10 a month. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, You know... I know they've they've thrown women right in jail that that have you know they've come on to fight it correct. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, it's it's crazy, but you know yeah. That's what you got to do is, is yeah. I would be telling them no. I don't consent, and I don't consent to you turning it off. You know because it's it's a service that you've had, and and I don't see how they can just take it away from you, especially when it's you know you're you've got to eat. Well, you know, here, you've, you've here's, got to what, be warm. here's what I learned years ago, and I, I have not tried it. Maybe someone else on the call has or knows anything about this. They claim that if you go out and buy your own meter, you can tell your electric company to kiss your ass, come come by, or you're going to charge them so much per day for them to pick up their own meter because by right they cannot patent electricity. So what you're paying for is their meter and their service which is another scam, just like with a water meter. Oh, geez, I feel so bad for you. You've got this several things on the go here now. i got more than that. You don't want to know. 
Then I'm writing to a third-party third party lawyer in New Jersey for my friend, and he's been writing me back, threatening letters. Like I told, I, one, I, oh, I told him that um, I, we did a rescind of the, um, uh, the mortgage agreement. You never want to rescind your signature of the note. You just want to do the agreement and the mortgage. So I did that, and he says, you cannot rescind the note and mortgage, which I didn't rescind the note. The, the note and mortgage remains in full force and effect. Hey, Ron, maybe you know this guy, Gary Thomas from New Jersey. Thompson. Oh, he will not provide provide him with the original note or mortgage. I didn't ask for it. See, that's another thing you want to you want to watch. Don't play into like the foreclosure or their game. Um, you got to stay focused on that they are a debt collector, and they cannot pr- prove the debt. Don't <laughs> fall into the trap that is a credit card foreclosure or any of that. Because then you are admitting that, okay, it is a foreclosure. You're into their mirrors. that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah, because, cause like you say, they, they can't uh, provide the original contract. Right. So you just want to focus on their just debt collector, bringing in a false claim. Yeah, exactly, yes. That's it. Yes. What was the guy's name? Pardon me? What was the guy's name? Um, let me quick look. Won't mind. Gary Thompson from Pittman, New Jersey. And he is a prick so far. He's Diane, telling me this what. Is, this, is, uh, this is Ron's wife, Jennifer. And I Hi. happen to. I'm a, I'm a fifth generation from New Jersey, and just because we're from New Jersey doesn't mean we know who you're dealing with, and don't talk to my husband like that ever again. What are you talking about? What did I do? May I ask, what did I do? I, Tanya. Uh, I, I, I don't understand either. No, I'm... I, I lost understanding. Let it go. Okay, okay. Okay, so... Um, Ron, if I did anything offensive to you, I apologize, but I have no clue what I did. Well, if, if, if it's okay, if Ron's okay, I don't understand either, so we'll uh, continue on, I guess. Um, so I was just asking if you knew the, ter- the attorney. But anyhow, yes, he disagrees with everything I say. He tells me that what I can do and what I can't do, and I just I laugh uh-huh. of how bold this guy is. I, well, I think as long as you keep conversing and to hold them down that way, like uh, obviously. Well, another thing is with what he's coming after my friend for is the, um, not jurisdiction, but the statute of limitation has already ran out. 
So I'm, I'm, he keeps up, then that's going to be a great claim for my friend. Yeah, because there is no statute of limitations in common law. Keep your jurisdiction, yeah. But in their world, it is. Pardon me? In their world, it is. Anywhere from, depending on what state you're in, four to six years from the last payment you made a payment. Yeah, correct. They cannot patent electricity. That's what I'm told. What's that? And I was and I was told by a few people that already did. I'm talking to Janine, who asked something about the electricity. This is what I was told a few years ago. And people have done that with their own meters, the electric meters and water meters. Yeah. And you can buy the meters on eBay, and I don't have the link up because I had to restart because I couldn't get on your show, Sonia. So yeah. I had to reboot. So um, just punch in smart meters, and you will find out a lot of great stuff. And there's a, other places. I found one today. It was the um, 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 the electric box. I think it was $89 plus 15 in shipping. Uh, I read some horrible, horrible stories of people being sick. I found a case in Pennsylvania, and it's just happened this year. They end up getting a smart meter. And the little girl is getting very, very sick. Oh, I know what they do. I know they do. These smart meters are really bad. And what you what would you call it site that uh, you could buy uh, your own meter? What you call it site? Again? I I just googled it. I just googled smart meters. Swamp. Smart. Smart. Oh, I see. Smart, smart meters. Yeah. And you can you can buy your own I meter. Think, I think they call them analog. And right, right, you can. Right. Yeah, like you can buy your own, and then the electric the electric company cannot charge you. Anyhow, that is what I was told. People have done it okay. years ago. Yes, because so, I, I was told that you could have uh, the smart meter removed, and you could have the analog meter back, and they would charge you $10 a month. Well, so, this couple Bill, that are Bill, fighting yeah, in but, Pennsylvania, they also own. offered that. They offered them, we'll pay the difference, whatever it is. We want it off our home. Our child is getting sick. Yeah. And they took it to court, and the judge ruled against them. Yeah. Yeah, it's to keep us on the grid. They're trying to keep us on the grid because if they want to shut a town down, you know, that's what's going to happen. If the hydro goes out somewhere major, a whole city can go out. We're on, we're on a grid, and they want us on a grid for control, but the they, they, you know, they. If something yeah, goes, this, something goes this, down, it's going to go down bad. Yeah, but the the part that scares me not only with the radiation, but also how they can um, eavesdrop. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And whoever's good at hacking, they can hack. Yeah, and people's hydro bills are are just getting out of control, aren't they? Like you, you know, they might get one that's two thousand dollars and then try and fight that. Right. Yeah, it's it's just terrible. They want everything smart in your house. They want smart washing machines. They want smart stoves. They want smart fridges. 
so they, they they can turn around and tell you, oh, we don't think you should be using your refrigerator as much as you are or your stove as much as you are, and they can shut them right down on you. They can control them, like with a remote control. They want you doing everything smart. It's all control. Yep. I just don't like how they're going to be eavesdropping, and then the cops have a, all these new devices on their vehicles so they can eavesdrop. Yeah. Now, we, got, we end up getting a screen in case this happens. We end up locking the meter. I'm going to be putting signs out, plus I'm going to be doing notices to them and the CEO, uh, which he lives in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. Um, but also I'm going to be asking him if this occurs, but I'm, this is not how I'm going to warn it. But, I, I mean, I'm going to say I don't want it. Again, I don't consent. But you will, you will be held liable if there's a fire that breaks out or health condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting way out of control, isn't it? You know. Yes, it is. <coughs> I'm like Carl. I got a cold. Wow. But yeah, it's just out of control. And the stuff I was reading today just <coughs> now. If you take five thousand dollars out of your bank account. They have to report you. The bank teller has to report you to the police you and the too. IRS. <laughs> really? And and the saddest part about that is most of your money smells like drugs. Nine nine, 99.9, your money will have some kind of a trace of drugs. Now, they will end up bringing a dog, one of those canine dogs, to sniff your bills. Yeah. That way they can take them. That doesn't surprise me. Unreal. The stuff I was reading today was just blowing my mind. Yeah. I guess I took a day off from law when working on smart meters, and the more I was finding, like I said, you Google, Google that and pull up some of these sites. Yeah, I've... Uh... I've been there with the smart meters. I've, I, I know I've, I've spoke with uh, many, many men, and they said, well, if you like, what you can do is you can paint your wall with lead paint. Right. Where can you buy lead paint? Right. You'd have to make your own. <laughs> we end up getting that certain screen. <laughs> yeah, I know there's there's guards, yeah, the smart meter guards that, that, that stop the radiation, on, you know, to a degree from coming out like... Uh, where my smart meter is, when we walk out the door and down our deck, we got to walk by it every time. And they said, well, we'll move it for you, you know, but it's going to cost you. You know, you'll have to, you know, pay for the installation to have it around the other side of the house. Oh, yeah, they did everything that they could to to, to not want to have to remove that. And since this is not my home, I can't, uh, and the, the gentleman that I'm sharing this house with at this time, um, of course, thinks I'm crazy in this common law stuff anyway, so he, he's not interested and he doesn't care uh, whether, you know, the, the smart meter's here. And so, you know, I'm living with it, not liking it, but um, it won't be a long time. I won't be living with it. But, uh, no, I know I know the fight with the smart meters. But at least here... Well, I don't the, want it, Sonia. I don't want it, period. No, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. No, if it was my choice, I'd feel exactly the same way as you do because the radiation you can have you can have an analog meter on your home 
and the radiation from your neighbors uh, is going to get you anyway. So, you know, you need your whole community. You know, I, I feel bad for the people that are living in the city. They're surrounded by it, you know. Oh, I know. And I'm in the country kind of thing, but my, my neighbors, you know, about 300 feet away from me, but the the radiation from my neighbors' uh, smart meter is also affecting us because radiation uh, radiation doesn't, what, what's the word I'm looking for, anticipate? Radiation doesn't dissolve. It just keeps going and going and going, and it, mm-hmm. goes, it goes through everything. The only thing that will stop it is lead. So, you know, we're we're just embalmed with radiation like the scriptures in the Bible says in Matthew twenty four twenty two, it says, If God does not cut the days short, man will surely destroy all flesh. We are destroying ourselves and this is kinda of why I really want to have these uh, Sunday evening talk shows so people can see that it's it's a lot deeper than just the government. Yes, it know, is. We're de- we're destroying all flesh, and we will destroy ourselves one way or another. If God doesn't step in, man will surely destroy all flesh. We are destroying ourselves, and and every living thing that's on this earth will die. And uh, well, exactly. Well, my neighbors. I live out in the country too, but my neighbors are huge on keeping their grass nice and green. No dandelions, which you can eat if shit does hit the fan. Dandelions, you know, your yeah. plants that you could, you know, they just kill them. Yeah. But they, the, the saddest part, they use pesticides, Roundup. Yeah. So I worry about that going into my well. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel sorry for their animals that walk on it. So far, yeah. some of these dogs that, that the neighbors had, they died of cancer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That shit, I mean, that, that goes right into people's wells. Yeah. <clears throat> it leaches. Sure it does. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to clean up this mess and go buy some land away from everyone. Or around some good people that understand what what is going on. Mm-hmm. But back to common law. Guess I'm done talking about the smart meters. <laughs> well, hey, everything we talk about, you know, I know, like everybody says, so oh, back to common law. But, but but these are the common problems that we're having. It, it, it's all about law, you know, whether it be smart meters or uh, the Bible or whatever. It, it's all law, you know, and um, and how. how you know, we're, we're fighting things from every single angle. It's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And it's all it's all it's all legit conversation. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, whatever problems men and women are having on this earth, you know, it's it's all it's all law. Whether it's man's law or whether it's God's law, it's it's all some some sort of type of law. Like, look, the law is forcing us to have radiation on our house, and how do you fight it? So you've got a legit, um, you know, concern there. You know, oh, do you see about those guys that are those people that were collecting their own rainwater and got locked up? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Boeing saying you can buy a lead melting pot and make your own shield for your meter. Yeah, 
Yeah, but like uh, like Cheyenne saying, a boing, like we shouldn't have to. We we don't want this stuff on our on our you know our property, and and we right. shouldn't have to put up with it. Right. You know? We should be able to opt out. Yeah. Instead of them trying to pass the law, well, okay, because they end up passing the law, or when they start. I guess when they either started to talk about the smart meter or they passed a law that everyone had to get one, but the government made sure that you could not opt out. Yeah. Plus BS. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's their law. That's their act. Code. I'm just reading what Boyne's saying here. Yep, but failing that you have to do something. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Boyne. You know, yeah, if we can't get, you know, if we can't, uh, like the smart meter that that I'm living with here, yeah, we can get shields for them and stuff like that. Yes, true. There are things we can do, but uh, but I see your fight. Cheyenne, you know, you're trying to stop them from putting one on. And they're they're just wicked, eh? They're just like I like I say, I've seen watch videos too where they've they've taken women and actually had cops come and arrest them and, and force this meter on her house. You know, I know. throwing the women in jail. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm fighting with the uh, code officers. And here they end up putting out a uh, warrant for my arrest, a bench warrant. I didn't even know it. Here they came knocking at my door, and I answered. And they asked me for $400. I said, I don't have it. Next thing you know, boy, those handcuffs came off like lightning. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you uh, telling us that. I remember. I've never seen handcuffs come off someone's belt like that in my life. That is just crazy. This is yeah, nuts. This that's extortion. That is extortion. And I found the codes that whatever you have on your property, like vehicles, they do not have to be registered. No. That's your private land. But the only thing I don't like about it is it says that if you are a non-resident. I don't like that word resident. So they put non-resident in their code. So what's a non-resident? I I don't I don't know if I looked it up or not. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. This was like two years ago. I because I was working on um because I I didn't uh, renew my driver's license, so I was working on um, getting my um. MSO for my vehicle and things like that. So that's when I was looking up different codes. And that's when I found out that you don't have to have your vehicle registered as even if you drive it as an, if you're a non-resident. But my friend has some cars here and that's what they were bitching about. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then he has some scrap iron, and they say that's hazard or that uh, that's rubbish. 
Well, the man's mm-hmm. taking time out to find the scrap. That's his labor. It either pays the bills, his bills, or puts food on the table. You know, it does something. Instead of going to a land landfill. You know, mm-hmm. at least it gets recycled. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot on your plate, don't you? Too much. And then when I receive that notice from my electric company, I'm like, what else is going to happen? Very hard to 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 sort so many things out too when you're just learning one step at a time, eh? Well, I've done little little baby steps, and so far some of the baby steps have worked. Um, Hold on one second, Cheyenne. Yes. Did that that code say that uh, a non-resident did not require registration? Yes. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. That was well written. Explain, please. A a resident is a foreigner who is taken up uh, a residence in uh, this country. You're not one of the people if you're a resident. Kind of sounds backwards to me. Yeah. So then what is a (laughs) non-resident? It's a non-resident. A not a foreigner. Not a foreigner, yeah. Hmm. Okay, thank you, Terry. I didn't know that. Sounds like it's uh, it's in accordance to the common law to me. It's just that you didn't know what you're really looking at. Yeah, it kind of like scared me. Yeah, it's very scary. All these big words and all this stuff. So then I should go that route. If you wish. Sorry, I just got on the call and I heard you talking about resident. I can't remember where I read it, but uh, I was looking at residents here in Canada, um, what the rights are for the people, like for immigrants and all that stuff. And... uh, like residents have like the same sort of uh, ability to vote and all that stuff. They don't have the same type of liberties as one of the people. When you say people, you mean person? Sure. When you say person, what do you mean? The fiction. Oh, that kind of person. Oh, no, no. Definitely not. Am I a person? Oh, you better believe it. So what kind of person? Am I a natural person? Or am I a fictitious one? Which one is it? Am I playing a role today? Am I a body corporate? Sure. 
My corporation? Sure, but a natural one. I was birthed. My mama birthed me. I thought I read somewhere that you got to stay away from natural. Um, yeah. I use the word natural just to differentiate the difference between uh, persons. Yeah, you can see now you're being like Carl, trying to confuse us. You find Carl confusing? At times, yes. Yeah. I'm not trying to be confusing. I'm trying to be incredibly concise. Oh, I know. And you were asking for Mark, Mark's Skype. I did put it on the um, board. Know your know your rights. Yeah, I, I I've seen I've seen that. I had him confused with a different name. Um, yeah. I'll I'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> well, he was on Carl's show and Gus's show. He's he's right on point. I think he was also on Mike's call. Yep. Him and Carl are on the same page. Uh, I'm on the same page. Mike's on the same page. It's uh, He's not saying anything incorrect, as far as I know. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's a different perspective. If that helps some people understand better, then, uh, then it's a, a great benefit. Mm-hmm. We need all the help we can get. Right. Stop this monster. Right. So the question is, right, um, most people are so afraid of the public law. You know, Carl talks about, you know, give me a bill. Well, if someone brings a public law into into the court, that's technically a bill. Correct? Well, it's a bill or a tax. Uh, no, tax is a little different. A bill, uh, a bill is like a service. Tax is like a burden. Okay, well, what about if you go to court and they and they, they end up charging you? I was always told it was like a tax. It's a tax. Right. So, it's their service and it's your burden. Hmm. Yes. Right? You have to compensate, correct? You're doing something. The same thing, you know, you you bill for a pizza, well I'm gonna burden you with the with the liability to pay for that pizza. You ordered it. I'm billing you for it. Well, suppose you don't even want to go to court. You don't even walk. You don't even want to walk in it. Who, who, who wants to go to court? Like honestly. I know. I know. I'm doing all this stuff <laughs> so I don't, so I never have to go back there. I prefer them to shake in their boots, so to speak. 
I don't want to spend my time in court. I enjoy yeah. my time in the sunshine. I need more of that. Yeah. We need both. I'm so out of shape, it's not even funny. Spent all my time sitting in front of a computer. Yep, there, there were times I couldn't even walk. That's how bad my circulation got. Sitting in yep. front of this computer. Yep. Stairs are a problem, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm thirty and I'm thirty four and I'm having problems with stairs. Yep. There was times that I had to sit down on each stairs. But that's that's when I was really focusing on Carl's calls and I was cutting them all down. Yep. But it was nothing for me to sit here eighteen hours a day, sleep for two two, three hours, get back up and do it again. Yep. I did that I have, first, I have so many. first couple of months. Yep. And that's where my, my circulation really went bad. I, I feel you. And then I wouldn't eat because the more stuff I was reading just made you sick. Hmm. Yeah, and I had that uh, ominous court dates, right? You had the ticking mm-hmm. time of, of the clock. Yes. When you show up to court next. So you, yes. You get 30 days and you count down 30 days. Then you go again. Yeah. Yes. My tri- and the trial was, uh, was six months away. But it was gut-wrenching all the way up to the trial. When the trial oh, was I done, I felt, I felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I bet. That's what I want to do more often is is sitting in the court, just be a witness. That'd be a great learning experience. Cheyenne, do you want to maybe it's up to you if you want to mention to Terry and and get an an extended opinion of what Boeing had told you here about your the the order from. Um, this woman at court, you know, about the foreclosure, the, the order that you're thinking about having voided, maybe you could mention that to, to Terry and <clears throat> get his opinion. Tell, tell oh, the well. story again. Uh, I, was in, I was in foreclosure, and back then I didn't know what I was doing. So I asked for extended time to hurry up, and there you go again, hurry up and catch up, really... Sit, you know, sit and bang it out on the computer. Learn, learn, learn. So anyhow, I, I ended up asking for extended time. The judge said no. Right away ruled for the bank and got a summary judgment. Right. Uh, since then, they were started to have sales. I, I stopped every sale except for the last one. And that was just through bankruptcy. And then a couple of them, they stopped it. But I was afraid to go to bankruptcy again because once you put so many claims in, even though if you, the thing with bankruptcy, if you file bankruptcy to help to save your home, uh, you got to hurry up and de- dismiss it yourself and not have the court dismiss it because that's dishonor. And that puts a bad, bad taste in their mouth that you're just putting in, you know, fake, false documents. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. <clears throat> you want to be able to dis, um, dismiss dismiss it yourself. 
So anyhow, the last time with the sale, I didn't do anything to stop it because I was afraid to, to file bankruptcy. So they end up having the sale. And then um, what happened, and then I end up putting in a um, notice of mistake into their complaint. They never answered. Uh, the notice of mistake was that um, I was not not a defendant. I went on that route. And then after that, I end up filing a claim, my claim. I was the prosecutor. They were the wrongdoers. They never answered. Uh, the judge ended up coming around and asking uh, uh, for a trial date. And the way I looked at it, Terry, I didn't want a trial. They never came forth. I just wanted it over with. So I resubmitted my orders for her to sign because they never came forth. They never answered. I, I wanted it over and done with. Wouldn't you know she ruled against me? She denied my orders? Said that I was upset over the foreclosure? Okay. So I wanted to void her order. So you were trying to get a summary judgment without a trial? I was trying to get a um, um, vacate of their summary judgment and order. Okay, I thought you were talking about your own claim. Yes. Not theirs. Yes, that's what I was, I was doing. Now, I was probably incorrect. And that's where Sonia and I were talking when I first got on the phone. We need to have the proper steps. We need to know what... Because we might be missing one step and we might be putting the wrong claim in. That's what I went for, is to vacate the judgment and order. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Your claim has to stand alone. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not... If you're answering to their case, you're answering as a defendant in their case, because that's how they Correct. have you styled. Correct. Right? Right. But your claim is supposed to stand alone. It's a separate order. It's a separate whatever. You can't ask in your claim to change something in their claim. So that's where I went wrong. Right. You're crossing the line. Now you're becoming a counterclaim at that point, or a counter-complaint. See, I really don't even understand the counter-complaint. Do you, Tanya? Well, I don't think you want to go that route. You just want to make your own claim. Right. Right? You don't so want to go... Right. You don't want to go a counterclaim anyway. You just want... You no, know, that's still in their game. So you just want to go a claim. You don't want anything to do with counterclaiming. Right. I just want to understand exactly what it is. Yeah. That's all. Uh, I can't even explain it either because I'm an idiot with, when it comes to the legalese. But all I know is it's, it's just kind of like like it sounds like a counterclaim, like, but you're still in their, in their court by doing a counterclaim to the best of my knowledge. And so I see what Terry's saying. You're, you're trying to make orders in their court. So you've got to just forget about it and, and make your own claim. That's the way I'm understanding it. That's correct, Terry. Yeah, it has to stand alone. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. 
the word I get from now. Sometimes you can't make a claim until you've been trespassed upon. Correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, did those actions cause you harm? Yes. Great. File a claim. I'm trespassed. Correct. Back to the void order as far as in the foreclosure. Can I can I do the void order into their case? If you're gonna answer in their case, that's that wouldn't be part of your claim. Right. That would be within their case. Right. Right. Now they made a complaint They're... that you weren't making your payments. Is that correct? Correct. Did you offer to pay them? Yes, I did last year. I, I wrote to the uh, CEO of Wells Fargo and uh, offered to pay them. I did money orders, and it was over 30 days. I wrote to them, to them again, did you not receive my payment? Um, I, even at the first first letter, I, I asked him, you know, I'm having financial harm, you know, difficulties. This is the best I can do. Please accept it. Something to that effect. But then 30 days went by. I wrote him again, and I told him I would go to the post office to find out where the money orders were. So then I ended up having to pay $22, $23 to find out where the money orders were. That took, I don't know how many, that took a while. And here they ended up finding, they found out that they were not cash, so they mailed them back to me, or gave, gave me new ones. In the meantime, I was writing to the bank and told them that if if they did not, if they refused or, or my payment, I was going to rescind my signature off the mortgage agreement and mortgage, uh, power of attorney. I think that was about it. Then I got a friend. After that, I got a friend to go into the bank in person to make payments. And they refused her, so she did the um, uh, affidavit stating what happened when she was in the bank. Okay, so the foreclosure, they took the house. Is that correct? Yes. yes. I did not submit any of the stuff that I just told you. I did not submit that into any you know, case. I, I, I didn't ask you that. I asked, okay, so they took the house. Did they charge you with anything else? No, I just got a 1099-C. I don't know what that is. Uh, they canceled They canceled the debt, but your IRS will come back at you to to um. They claim that that's earned income. Ten ninety nine C. Cancellation of debt. Right. Okay. So they honored everything that you said, from what I hear, and they are acting in honor. Who was? Well, you gave him an ultimatum. Accept my payments or the contract. So they rescinded the contract. They had to go collect their property. How can they do that? They can't have both. Well, yeah. The contract was, was for you to continue payments.
You didn't own the house. You, you, it was leaned. Right. Right. So they went cash to, cash the lien. Are you saying I screwed up there? A uh, little bit, yeah. The ultimatum, uh, the the ultimatum gave them all the uh, the release they needed, basically stating that you you did not wish to contract with them if they refuse your payments. And they said, "Great, well, we don't want to contract with you anymore. We just want to want to cash the we we want to cash out the house, right? Because you're a, a debtor and you're not making your payments." So Wait a minute. Go if, if, if my mind serves me correctly, because I just looked this up about two weeks ago, because I want to submit this, because according to their UCC, if they refuse payment, the debt is null and void. And I yeah, think you, you, I did you, this you gave after them an option. I did this after I got the order. Yeah, but you gave them an ultimatum. You basically said, if you don't want my payment, then I guess you don't want to contract with me. You didn't say that the debt was going to be cleared. You just said, okay, well, then uh, we're not going to deal with each other anymore. That's what you said. No, I I end up saying that the balance would be zero. Right. I rescinded my signature power of attorney. Uh, mortgage agreement, mortgage, any contract. I guess that was it. Because you don't want to rescind the note. Right, because you didn't want to be bound by that contract. They didn't want to be bound by that contract either. They just wanted to go and go get their, their house. They had... They got the okay from you, and their paperwork reflects that uh, that they paid for the house, and, and uh, you know they're holding on to the title until you pay pay off the debt. Now they're cashing it in. It, it could have been done differently. You know, I, I could see your approach. You know, you. You, you tried, but technically, uh, it was it was incorrect. Even according to their UCC, if the payment is, is refused. Oh, that's that's their that's their rules. They they didn't refuse the payment. They didn't respond. Right. Right. And besides, if you don't say anything, they're not going to do it. That's correct. How's it going, by the way? Hey, Mike. Where have you been? Sleeping. I finally fell asleep a while ago. <laughs> I figured as much. Shit, you're up all night. Yeah, and all day, too. I was hoping to go to bed this morning, and it didn't work. Well, I haven't seen Jabby on the call yet, so... <laughs> so we're okay. Was that Jabby from New Jersey? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who Jabby is. I was expecting Jabby to 
to make an appearance. I think uh, I think her and um, Jules are buddies again. Are they now? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, know, that's good. Kinda, yeah, that's kind of weird, but yeah. Yep. He said some David? pretty damn weird th- mean things. <laughs> uh. That's the one I'm thinking of. She was originally from New Jersey. She also sent um, Gus some revealing pictures of herself. Oh, yeah? Let's work it into all that shit. I don't know if it's true for one, and it's not something we should be talking about on the air. Well, that's true, too. I apologize. <sighs> so great. Now, now it's Mike's turn to take over. Come on, Mike. Hi, Mike. Sorry, I just flipped away for a minute. I didn't know you popped in. Hi. How's it going? people here. Good. How are you? Did you get some rest? Yeah, finally. Good. Yeah, I figured you'd, that's what you were doing. You were either resting or working, one or the other. That's all you do. <laughs> do, you, do you take time out to eat? Uh, not usually. Sometimes. Uh, we've got to get you a little maid. I, I usually eat at least once every two days. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> he said at least. Yeah. <laughs> I drink lots of coffee, though, so it's okay. Uh, and boy, do I smoke cigarettes. Oh, there, there better be uh, some cream and sugar with that coffee. You know, black coffee well, doesn't have any calories. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I get my protein and my sugars, too. There you go. We gotta coffee get my- for the win. Gotta God, get you Mike, Mike a little maid. Take care of him while he's busy working. Hey, right. glad you're doing well, Mike. So Illinois is on here. We've got a few few more guests. And Osrobe, Osrobe? No, they're not on. Okay, no, I'm just catching back up here myself. Anyway, thanks, Terry, for your your help here this evening and Boeing and yeah, Boeing's. Headed out. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Thanks, Terry, for your help. P- poor Cheyenne, she's got she's got a lot on her plate. Then she, I don't know if you were here, Terry. Then she's talking about smart meters. Is she still on? You still here, Cheyenne? Yeah, she's still here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Now the uh, yeah now the hydro's threatening to cut your uh, hydro off because uh, you don't want a smart meter. Isn't that nice of the man? Yeah, they gave me a ten day ten day notice because I won't allow them on my property. Oh, so ten day notice. Yep, to shut off. So it means you've got ten days to send them a letter back. Right. That I don't consent, and they will be held full liability if there's a fire health issues. What if they come? And trespass. I already sent them. Sent them. Well, I, I I've been keeping them off for a few months now. Who is it and that you're trust- keeping off your property? Pardon? Who Who is it that you're keeping off the property? 
The contractors. So you're sure that they're, it might sound like a dumb question, but are you sure they're coming to change the meter and not read your meter? Positive, Mike. Okay, just making sure. And here what I read today is they hire, mixed, no, no offense to anybody, but actually they hire people that they don't even know. Apparently there's, oh shoot, it's called something, hot something. That I guess that apparently these people, that they end up hiring third parties to put these, install the smart meters, and they're not trained. They aren't trained a little bit, and, and it's, I want to say a hot zone. There must, there must be like a button or something that's in there in that meter called a hot zone. Hot something. That this one, this one good site I, I was on, she did all kinds of research. So you're saying you're better qualified to change the meter than some of these third-party people? Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that the electric company ends up hiring disqualified people, just like your cable company. A lot of times they just sub it out. How do you know that they're disqualified? <laughs> because I had uh, I had a few here that was um, uh, for uh, my cable, and they had no clue what they were doing, that I ended up having to call the cable company, and they had to fix the problem. And they're just shaking their head, like, we don't even know why the company hires these people. Yeah, but so I, yeah. I, I had a few yeah. instances, but anyhow, even on the site today, they were saying about how these people were not um, trained, very I, well trained to install. I wouldn't go off hearsay. I really doubt that the city is hiring non-licensed contractors to do gas fitting work. Well, Mike, what she's saying is she doesn't want a smart meter, and they're forcing, they're trying to force yeah, her to take a smart meter. That's a separate issue. She's saying that they're not trained, and I'm saying that she just heard hearsay that they're not trained, and I wouldn't believe it because I don't believe the city would hire people that aren't licensed. Yeah. Not for gas fitting, at least. I'm talking electric, not gas. But anyhow, back to the smart meter. Yes, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't know anything about smart meters, but aren't they gas, electricity, everything in one? No. No, it's just just for the hydro. It's just like a hydro meter, Mike. You know, like our, our normal meters that we have outside our, our buildings that the hydro used to yeah. come and they used to read it. Remember yeah, I, I know what the meter is, but somebody told me a while ago that that's why they're smart meters because they do hydro, gas, and everything. They I, have, I, they have, I don't. They I personally, I don't give a, I don't give a shit about smart meters, so I've never looked it up. They, they do have, they have smart meter electric, smart separate, smart meter gas, and smart meter water. They're all separate. Separate oh, okay. meters. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, if I can say what the problem is with smart meters, I've studied them myself because I don't want one either. Radiation. Um, yeah, yeah. So she doesn't yeah. want one, and they're they're, um, they're threat threatening to cut off her hydro. So what kind of radiation? <clears throat> I don't know what kind of radiation. 
how many different types of radiation is there that'll kill you? Well, you know? Pretty much all of them. Yeah, so it's it's a radi- it, it There's gamma rays, there's X-rays, there's yeah. microwaves, there's all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Even even sunlight, that's that's radiation. Basically, any type of energy is a radiating uh, uh, energy waves. Yeah, but you know what, Mike? You might be correct. I, I haven't looked into it, but it, maybe if a home had gas and electric, it might be one meter. I don't yeah, have I gas here. Yeah, I, I've just never really researched them. I hear people talk about them all the time. I usually kind of—that's when I usually start doing other stuff. Anytime I hear smart meters, chemtrails, all that other stuff, I kind of stop paying attention. Well, she wants to stop. How does she stop them from turning off her hydro? Because she won't uh, comply to their orders to allow her to have a smart meter put on her house, which she feels and she knows is going to do her harm. Um, Well, one, she's probably not going to like, but... I would just maybe go to the dentist's office and steal a lead apron or something and put it over my smart meter. Um, yep. You probably could be writing to them. I don't know what man or woman exactly, but write to somebody at the hydro, the smart meter company or whoever's doing it and ask them by what authority do they threaten a woman with harm by cutting off the the hydro. Well, I just got the CEO. I just got his um, address yesterday. Yeah, ask him if he he owns the property or ask him if he has authority to cause harm to a man. If it's not his property, if it's not his property, he doesn't really have any say. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to say yes. I have the authority to cause harm, and this is where I get the authority. What about a conditional acceptance? Like put up a million dollar bond in case your meter causes me harm, and yeah. See, the thing is, that might be really hard to prove that any harm was caused by the smart meter. I could maybe see, I don't know, this would probably cost you money, but I don't know if you could get somebody, uh, some kind of professional that can come and testify that uh, that they actually do cause harm. Well, who's who's going to testify that it didn't cause you harm? Oh, it's all if over you make, the... If you make a claim. <laughs> it's all over the internet. If you punch up smart meters... They have so many professionals that yeah, but, are saying but, how how bad this is to your health. People have already gotten it, in, it uh, installed in their house. They have major headaches, all kinds of different diseases now, cancer. This yeah, uh, case I just found today from Pennsylvania, they got it installed that their little girl is suffering so bad they, they took but how does anybody prove that the smart meter is doing it? They have radiation detectors, Mike. <clears throat> okay, but I can get cancer from the sun. 
I can get cancer from smoking. I can get cancer from hundreds of different things. How do you pinpoint it to the smart meter as the problem? It's kind of inconclusive. Yeah. Well, even the hydro companies, like I've spoke with them, they'll even admit that it uh, they'll admit that it um, gives off radiation. So just right of course, there, there's, you, there's you, tons of current running through there. Yeah. Of course, it's going to give off radiation. Okay, so what there's, is the thing there's is there's currents in the walls because you're getting electricity to the plugs mm -hmm. and to the switches and to the light bulbs. Yeah, well, those are also giving off radiation. Yeah. Well, the point is, she doesn't want the smart meter on her house, right? Yeah. And she's being threatened. We know that, but the problem is, she can't just go making up things. She's going to no. have to have some kind of evidence to back up her story or nobody's going to listen to her. No, well, can't she just say, I do not consent? Right, she's that's built, all I want to say. I think the lead apron, or built a freaking lead box around it. And, I uh, got the you know, screen. That certain screen be. that you get. Right. I don't recall what it's called, but... See, Terry? Hmm? Terry? Um, you can you can buy for a hundred dollars. You can buy these cages, lead cages that go on the outside of them. Okay, and that will um, reduce the radiation as you're walking by it. But it doesn't stop the radiation going through your living room wall or your bedroom wall, wherever it is. Okay, the radiation will go through from one end of the house to the other end of the house and right on through. I've studied this myself. And um, so this is the thing, it, it does cause harm. Now, I had a man from Hydro uh, tell me if I wanted to, what I could do is paint my wall with lead paint. Admit, that's my next thing I was going to say. That's what he admitted. He, you know, he said, you can do that if you wish. You know, so I spoke with a, a lot of men and women um, and read a lot of material that was sent to me by these these men and women that, you know, or that I was contesting also. He, so that's what they suggested. They said, you could paint your wall, lead, paint, but where do you find lead paint nowadays? So they did, you know, they were admitting and, you know, and, and trying to give me suggestions or ideas of what we could do here. And you could have the meter, you know, put around to the other side of your house, but still it comes through the walls, you know, radiation, Nothing stops it except lead. So what she's saying is she doesn't want it. Yeah, we've all clearly established she doesn't want it. That's not even a question. Okay, so why the get an The thing is she can't just say aliens are here. I know it because I read it on the Internet. Because they're going to say you're crazy, go away. She can't say smart meters cause cancer because it says so on no. the Internet. No, no. She's going to have to have something a little more solid than that. Yeah. So Honestly, do. the cheaper route is to just get some lead paint. Yeah, but where do you well, get I mean, lead paint nowadays? Can you still get lead paint? You can get anything you wish. Well, it's it's a it's they, legal. They, probably, it's, they probably don't sell it at Home Depot. No, they don't. No. Big deal. But I'm sure they do sell it. So, anyways, you just don't 
have any suggestions on how she can deal with them besides... Didn't we just give her, like, five? Yeah. Another thing is, instead of just saying it's all over the Internet, maybe find a reliable source. Like, I don't know what they're called, radiologists or whatever you call the kind of scientician guys that do all that stuff. But get a reliable source and maybe phone somebody up, a professional, and get get a professional opinion. Yeah. But this is all going to cost money. Yeah, yeah. Lots of money. Is it really worth spending all this money just so you... Uh, You're not radiated? You, you win. <laughs> just to win. It's the radiation, Terry. It's the I health know. issue. It's the so health if you issue. cover it in the, with lead, then... Uh, you're probably going to have less radiation if you left it by itself the way it is now. I know you can buy lead in like a wrap. I uh, I did some drywall in uh, in a dentist office and they had these rolls of lead. It was really really thin and it was in a roll eight foot length by like three foot wide, and we had to unroll it, nail it to the wall where they were putting the x-ray machine so the x-ray wouldn't go into the hallway. So they do have that kind of material available. So, you know, get yourself a roll of lead and wrap that sucker up. You, you and can't be done. You can't do that, Terry. Sure you can. What do you mean you can't do it? Um, the satellite will not be able to read. And? Then they'll come and charge have you. Have to read it. Yeah, but you're not getting any radiation, are you? I don't know whether they have to come and read them or not. They probably put oh, on that. Oh, but too. the meter, they got their meter on there, but it's not giving off any radiation. Oh, they can't they can't read through the, the lead? Well, that's not my problem. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, good point. Maybe ask them to provide you with evidence from an independent third-party study that shows that smart meters absolutely do not give off radiation. You know, I'm sure there's some sort of bylaw, right, that they had to allow uh, the people to come and read the meter, correct, when you had the old mechanical-style meter readers? Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably got some same thing, too. What if there's some sort of obstruction? They're going to have some ability to actually get out of their freaking car and go and read it. Mm-hmm. And just because you got a fancy new little lead box, they technically can't touch that. That's your property. you got a meter, yes. Can they see it? Yes. You know, so they don't get a signal from the road. Big deal. Not my problem. They're actually read by satellites. Yeah, and yeah, if you're on the uh, if you're on the chat board, there's some links in there in case you guys didn't notice. Sorry, I, I yeah. wasn't looking at the chat. No, yeah, well, Ron says you, to get get back on point, and and Mike says yes, I agree, and Ron says put on the tinfoil hat. <laughs> Yeah, you got to look at it as a contract basis. What are the terms of the contract? Obviously, you have some contract to receive hydro, yes. So there's got to be some sort of agreement, some sort of 
laws or bylaws or something that you that it's going to be expressed, right? There's always a what if. So what if the satellite can't read it? What are they going to do? Not bill you? That sounds fine by me. I was telling everyone earlier, I I was told this a few years ago, if you buy your own meter and take theirs off, you don't have to pay for your electric, and that also has to do with water. I bet you they'll find another charge for you for that. Because they claim that they cannot patent the electricity. It's not only that. I don't think the smart meter is your property. They're Correct. probably Yes, yeah, so you're going to have a new problem. Not that I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but they probably have a rule in there where if you go and tamper with your meter, you're going to jail. So that might not be the best option because that's just going to cause another fight or escalate the fight. I'll have to look more into that. Yeah, no, I don't think you can tamper with them. This is their property. I think, like you say, Mike, it's their property, so you don't want any... But see, here's another angle. Get your property off my property. This is well, my that's property. that's people were going, right. Yeah, I don't want... That's what they were I saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind if you guys come on my property to read my meter, but you guys are not coming on my property to put your property on my property unless I approve. If I give you consent to put your property on my property, that's fine. But here's another idea, too, is uh, just just start writing happy letters back and forth and see if you can get them to say, oh, it's just a little bit of radiation, it's no big deal. And then you can start saying, well, how about you eat just a little bit of, of arsenic? Mm-hmm. Right, how much poison is too much poison? Right. Here's another idea is to see if you can find uh, smart meter case law where somebody actually kicked their ass because smart meters were dangerous and they lost in court because smart meters are dangerous. Well, that's what I was doing today. Yeah, if you can get case law. Right. If you can get case law where the court's already made a decision in your favor, then you could add a little bit extra fire. Well, I found one case in Pennsylvania and they lost judge rule against them. That's probably not a good one to use then. Right. And then I had to reboot so I lost all my stuff. I have to go back into the history. But I want to go back onto that site. I was never on that site. And then and then it was odd because if you want to look up certain things they wanted you to register which I want. So then you don't get to see Well, here's another idea. I don't know what's in the contract, but if you have a contract that says that you will allow um, employees to come on your property to read your meter, that doesn't mean the contract says that you can have them come on and install whatever they want on your property. 
Well, here's the thing that was odd. Years ago, they used to come by and read it. Yes. Then they stopped. So I guess, what, they do it from satellite now? Yeah, they do now from satellite. Yeah, they stopped that years ago. Yeah, I don't even know if we have a smart meter. doesn't feel like it. <laughs> oh, I don't yet. I've been, like I said, I've been holding them off for a few months. Well, I studied, I studied uh, these pretty serious um, because um, of losing family and with cancer and stuff, so I was really serious about this. Um, the hydro, they even, someone, some man or woman somewhere during my travels, sent me a meter. I couldn't believe it. I got this meter in the mail, and I had no idea where it came from. All I all I got with it was make sure to return this within a month or you'd be billed $500. So, of course, I was having a ball running around the house here checking everything, you know, as far as radiation and things like that. But this being a $500 meter, I wasn't wasn't worth, as far as I'm concerned, five bucks. Because when I turn a fan on, just a little tiny fan, the meter would go crazy. I go out and read the smart meter outside. It hardly read anything. The refrigerator would go on, and I had this meter on my kitchen table, and the meter would go wild. So I had this crazy meter that didn't do anything, but somebody was trying to trying to shut me up or something. But I had this meter come in the mail, just out of the blue, so I could do my own testing. Mm-hmm. But when and it, it didn't w- say who it came from, pardon me. And it didn't have. It didn't say who it came from. Well, it came from the hydro, but I don't know the man or the woman that sent it. Oh. It, it did come from the hydro, but yeah. uh, I, I did do a lot of research on 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 the mic, and um, I can see Cheyenne's concern, and. Um, the it's it is like fighting a losing battle because I've they've thrown they've thrown people in jail because um, they went on your property and put these meters on they're they're going to yep. do it they're they're going to just take you away in the street this is like everything else everybody always says this oh you can't fight the system you can't do this you can't do that because everybody's been doing it absolutely incorrect for all these decades. Now the difference is we know better. I don't know why people on these calls are constantly saying you can't fight the system. There's nothing you can do. They're just going to throw you in jail. I don't know why everybody on these calls still has that attitude. You got to stop thinking well, like that. Okay, Mike. Well, you're saying, Terry's saying, oh, go get an apron or cover it with tinfoil. Like, put up with it. We're giving, we're giving her... I, I, I recall giving, her, giving probably five or six suggestions just on my own, and Terry came up with suggestions on his own. We didn't just say, get an apron and deal with it. Yeah, you get yourself uh, solar panels. Yeah. And if you got the money, might as well get solar panels, and then you mm-hmm. can tell them, get this meter off my property, mm-hmm. and you're done with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like your idea of saying I don't consent to you putting property on my property. Right, I agree with that. Here's the 10-day note shut-off notice. They have checkbox. Two, two of them they have 
they have like 10 things here, but two they have checked. You did not give us access to our meter and your equipment. Now, what do they mean by your equipment? Write them a letter and ask. Well, I think I can answer that, Cheyenne. Um, the meter is their property, but your equipment is the pole that goes down into the ground. And I don't have a pole. Oh, well, pole, you, your equipment... probably does not belong to her. Okay. You're, okay. Uh, I have underground wiring, so... Is there why? This underground wiring is your equipment because you paid for that. It's on your property. So that's, I think, that's why they call it your equipment. Okay, but hold on. Why is, why is their meter not their equipment? Their meter right. is their property. So why would your wiring be considered equipment? Wiring is not really equipment. I, that, that's, I don't know why they... It's probably just like a fuse box. They, they call that your equipment. Your equipment is your fuse but box. You're missing the whole point. Why are they calling a smart meter property and not equipment? There's something to those words. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, Mike. Yeah. Because to me, a smart meter is more more equipment than wiring is. Sure, sure, that makes so sense. So it's kind of strange that they worded it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the second thing. What, um, what, what kind of letters did they send you back? Uh, just basically, we want, we want to come over, we want to come and, uh, um, put that meter in. And I did not consent. And I did find a federal law that you can opt out. So I I just met on that, then I never heard anything. But anyhow, the second box is provide us to our, to our meter and your equipment call. Then I won't be shut off. You just skipped over something huge. You just said federal law says they can't do it? Right. And I've been sending that paper. I printed that out and I've been sending that. Then I don't hear. That's how I was. That's how I was keeping them off my back. Because I guess either one, they didn't know how to answer it, or two, they just. I I don't know. To me, if it's a federal law against it, that's the first thing you should have been talking about. Instead of us talking about all this other different ways around it, because if they actually have their own law against it, that's probably one of the best angles of attack. That's what I've been sending them. So I'm going to be sending that to the uh, C- CEO as well. Did you ask them what are the radiation levels that are emitted from these meters? No, I will. Because that gets back to what I was saying before. If they say it's safe levels, that's just opinion. Now, how, how are you going to make an, a judgment call on how safe I feel? Well, from everything I read with with the company I'm dealing with, even with that court case I found, they they are saying that they are safe. They switch they switch the uh, maker of these smart meters, and because there's so many of these smart meters are causing fires as well. And then they switch the company, and they're claiming that no, this this company is better, and and they're not giving out any radiation. They're not getting they're not causing any fires. But through other people's research, that's a lie. And with the news and every, every 
you know, once someone, once their meter caught on fire, they end up calling calling the uh, news. Something's got to, you know, get done. People don't want this. That's the thing. You don't want it. You shouldn't have to have any reason. You just don't want it. You don't want their property, like Mike said, on your property. So you shouldn't have to have a bunch of excuses, should you? And actually, I found a site on Facebook that are yeah. they're fighting the smart meters. Also, um, Cheyenne, I've got something here. There's a man called David Carpenter. Now, he is a public health physician. He graduated from the Harvard Medical School and he worked for the New York State Department of Public Health for 18 years. Now, during that time or period of time, he was responsible for administrating a program on electromagnetic fields. He subsequently became the Dean of the School of Public Health and presently he's a faculty member of the School of Public Health and the Director of the Institute for Health and Environment at the University of Albany. Now, I don't know, but it may be a very good idea to see if you can get in touch with this guy and see if he can send you anything regarding smart meters and their and um, their, their dangers because he's talking about the dangers of them and what he's found. Okay, I will. Thank you. Okay, okay, David Carpenter it is. I have put it up his name up on the chat and okay. he's at the University of Albany or Albany. I don't know how you would pronounce that. But see, to me, the important thing is, like, you could look on Facebook to hear what other people are saying to get ideas, mm. but you got to remember, you can't just go in there and say, I looked on Facebook or I looked on the internet because nobody's going to mm. listen to that. You're gonna, That's exactly right. Oh, That's like, right. Understand that, Mike. Yeah, That's so Facebook. Going uh, to, yeah. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Like Facebook might be good to get an idea of where to find real answers and real real research that's been done, but mm -hmm. just don't just say I read it on Facebook or I saw it on the internet or whatever. You're gonna have to. Uh, she's gonna have to get in touch with this David Carpenter. That's what she's gonna have to do, and she's gonna ask. She's going to have to, Cheyenne. Sorry, instead of she, Cheyenne is going to have to ask him to send her anything that could help back up her claim or her case. Yeah, it's like aliens might exist, they might not, but if somebody just comes up and says aliens are real, they're on the internet, they're going to have to do a little better than that to convince me. Yeah, me too, because that's silly. I mean, there's a lot of shit on the internet. Yeah. So it's got to be backed up by facts figures and not just by one person. There has to be... Oh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And Cheyenne, you're a really smart woman and you're very, very brave because I've been sitting here listening to all the stuff you've got going and I tell you what, there is absolutely no way I could do what you do. You know, so my hat comes off to you, girl. That's, you, you're a warrior woman. There's no two ways about it and you're giving it a go. And that's to me, that's the bravest thing at all. And you're doing it alone. Um, other than the talk shoes, you pretty much, you know, and listening to Carl, you're pretty much all on your own. So, um, yeah, yeah, my hat comes off to you, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. I am going to like to hear this, but 
she doesn't share any of her paperwork and she doesn't ask for any help. Just coming on the calls and asking questions is good, but if, if nobody if nobody sees any of the letters that you're getting or sending, it's kind of hard to get the help you need. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe, look, that's a good point, Mike, that you've brought up. So maybe before um, Cheyenne sends off these letters um, to these people saying, get your, you know, I do not approve of your property coming onto my property, blah, blah, blah. Um, she might look to, like to put that up in the chat, but I can see Cheyenne is she's a type of person that tries to do it all on her own, and she doesn't want to bother anybody because she understands how busy everybody is. And I, I, that's the type of person that she appears to me. Is that right, Cheyenne? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. No, I can I, hear it in I can hear it in your voice. You're so used yeah. to doing things by yourself, but. Yeah, but that's what we're here to do. I mean, I'm not any good either, but Mike, I'm telling you, Mike is absolutely awesome. He will cut through the gross, he will cut through the shit, and he will make it so hard and just so beautiful. And the letters will be just like a, a flower with a bloody big a bee sting behind them. You know what I mean? So honestly, get him, get Mike on board if, he, if you can. But yes, he is busy, but I'm telling you, he loves his stuff. Can I have now you're making... Hello? Hey. Hey, this is Lenny from Chicago. How's everybody? Awesome. Hey, listen, I was thinking about the situation with the smart meter. Uh, in Chicago, we have smart meters, too, and um, obviously everybody's seen uh, cases throughout the country where people have uh, fought against these utilities about the smart meters because of uh, media, media health concerns, media publicized health concerns and all that. And, you know, everybody, they have their own reasons that they don't want it. Obviously, the utility is uh, not going to comply with that. It's their equipment, it's their manpower, and they're going to install it. Um, mm -hmm. I... but, it's, but, it, but as Mike has pointed out, sorry to interrupt, but as Mike has pointed out, they actually have said that it's their property. Now they're coming onto your property, installing right. their property, and you do not give them permission. And I think that's a golden nugget right there for Cheyenne. I really do. Oh, I there's very, very little that I understand about common law. I, I agree with that, but here's my idea. What, what I was getting at is they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, Cheyenne already conveyed to them that she doesn't want uh, the smart meter. She wants... She want, she's perfectly satisfied with the old analog meter. Um, so they're not going to comply with that. They're, they want to install the smart meter. So what you should do is send them uh, another letter back saying, uh, I agree with the smart meter. Yeah, you can install the smart meter, but here's, here's uh, my condition. I'm going to charge you a terminal fee. You call you you call your property a terminal that they're attaching their smart meter to, so whatever fee that you decide is fair, let's call it two hundred dollars just for the sake of conversation. So I'm going to charge you a two hundred dollar terminal fee um, for installing your smart meter on my terminal, okay? And um, uh, if you want to, if that's that's the conditions, that's my conditions, and uh, that's my contract. So you leave it at that. Now you, you can you can look at 
your huh? and your you can property. you can actually you can even say in five hundred dollars a month while your property is residing on my property that I do not agree upon. See, I look at it like this: the terminal, your property is a terminal, and in these utilities, they're they're providing a service and equipment. So it's just like let's let's say it's just like the airports that are all uh, scattered out through all these big cities. Um, they have they have service. And they have equipment in in these in these airport they call terminals, okay. But they're not allowed they're not allowed um, to uh, provide the service and everything without a fee. These cities charge um, these airlines terminal fees, and they charge them big fees, okay. So let's use the same premise. Let's us as homeowners, as property owners charge these utility companies terminal fees, just like mm. the city through the airports. Yeah, and Mike also brought up another important point, and this is the amazing thing about Mike. Now, he said under federal law, if you want to opt out. Now, it's my understanding that Cheyenne has already wanted, did that under federal law, and they're still going ahead with it anyway. And so, here's on, another I, you know, I liken it to the story that Charles told um, back in uh, when, when when Gandhi was protesting um, the the British when they wanted to uh, charge a, uh, an exorbitant salt tax, and uh, Gandhi started the protest, and it was a peaceful, passive protest, and they were beating them over the head with sticks and all that kind of stuff. Carl said the the simple solution was accept it, accept uh, the the additional tax they're ordered to pay the additional amount. But um, you charge them double the price of uh, what they're charging you. Charge them right back because you're accepting it. Accept a smart meter and charge them a fee, a terminal fee. That's what I would I, say. So you're saying, you're saying to write, I accept your conditional offer. <laughs> but, okay, but this is also, this is also my fees. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you want to reside your, if you want to put place your, your property what? on my property without permission, and I think that's probably a, an area that people haven't um, explored yet. Um, actually, saying your property on my property. But here, here's 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 the out you can leave them. You can say, I'm going to charge you a two hundred dollar terminal fee if you put that smart meter on my terminal. If you leave the analog meter, I won't charge you a terminal fee. So they have an out. They have a choice. I agree. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah that is a good idea. And yeah. say, just just for easy numbers, say your bill every month was 200 bucks, charge them 210 bucks a month. If they're going to lose money on the transaction, they're not going to want to go along with it. And... Uh, you know, they, they might comply with that. That's my yeah. opinion. And then hold on to that contract for dear life. But you have to get some kind of letter writing exchange to where they're telling you, no, they're not going to uh, accept your condition or, or whatever. When you wrote them and said you were, you were concerned about uh, the health matters with the um, smart meter, they said they're going to install it anyway. So, I mean, if you, okay. you get... Your, your letters and your paperwork um, just as a file, and, and uh, you can use it against them. 
Yeah, okay. Well, Cheyenne's only got 10 days now to reply. So what's a, a good quick letter that um, she can they shoot off to them? April the 3rd, on or before. April, yeah, well, see, that's only a few days away. So have you written a letter yet, Cheyenne? Uh, back to this one, no. Okay. Is is Mike there? Because he may be able to offer you something, and I would I would copy and paste it and get that letter away because he's awesome. Right, Mike. So, so the you guy can, that was just off, talking, the guy that you can offer talking. them. You can offer them another uh, conditional acceptance that they accept all liabilities for any health uh, issues uh, that these meters will do. They'll never sign that. Right, I, I I mentioned that earlier, and also with the fire, they're responsible for any fire that breaks out. Now you end up because I read about how I wouldn't give them um, access to their meter and your equipment. So the the word your equipment would be the terminal. No, your property is the terminal. Your the building that it's attached to. Your your property is is the terminal. You so that's have a, that's, a terminal fee. That's See the that? equipment they're talking about. That that was a huge a a huge like those words hit me like a ton of bricks when you said when when you said their letter said our property and your equipment. Don't you think Our it's kind meter. of funny? Don't you think Our it's kind of funny that property is such a huge word and they chose property for their stuff? And they chose to call no. your property equipment instead. No, mm. they they have to our meter and your equipment. Oh, I thought you said I thought you said they said their property. No, our meter and your equipment, and that's what I was just asking the gentleman. Your equipment, and remember, Mike, you and I, and all of us were couldn't understand your equipment. What yes. is the definition so, of their? Their equipment for start. What is what is their definition of that? Because I don't know what their equipment means. Well, that's where I want to ask the gentleman who was just talking. They're avoiding the word property. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's wow. the first thing that stuck out at me. Okay. All I'm saying is what they're attaching their their equipment and their property to is what you're going to call is your terminal, and you're going to charge them a terminal fee. Just call it your property. No, property, yeah, just only use the word property. Don't use any other word. Yeah, don't, don't, I, I would even think, I don't even, uh, it's hard to say. I was going to say, I don't know if I would call their meter property, but their property on your property is still pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would use that. It's their the property, first of all. Yeah, the important emphasis, too, is the fact that they called the meter their meter. Not your meter. Yeah, if it's your, your meter, meter, you put it. If it's your meter, you put it on on your property. Mm. Right. As far as my property goes, I'll stick with the analog. Thank you. Another thing too, eh? It's corporation, so they can call their meter uh, their property anyway. Yeah, so that's what they have: our meter and your equipment. Okay. Would you so, so, so Mike? Would you put like your property, and then in those square brackets? meter or smart meter in brackets and then on my property would she would she actually put the 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 word meter in a square bracket um yeah i don't know uh 
smart meter isn't legalese or anything, so I don't know if you'd have to put it in in square brackets, but I would definitely say your your meter or your property. I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure if I would call it their property. I think I would just call it their meter. Here's one. Here's one. Call it, I don't want your equipment on my property. Ah, very good. See, the problem with that, though, is is their equipment is, is providing electrical service, so you don't want them to remove the electrical service completely. Well, hold on, though. The meter is not providing the service. The meter is secondary, and the analog meters work just fine. Yeah. They don't, she doesn't need a smart meter to have power. No, but what they want to do is charge you for peak time. This is why these meters are installed so that they can report and they can have uh, uh, up to minute to minute, uh, um, how do you say that? Uh, but see, that's all, that's all their problem and it's all yeah. their profit that they're worried about. They can find a safe and happy solution. Oh, yes, definitely. They can have an analog meter uh, on a timer and uh, they, they can uh, definitely digitally record uh, all the peak times that's, that the power is being used and then once a month download it and send you a bill for it. But they want to they Wi-Fi this so that they don't have to send guys out anymore. Yeah, that's like well, me they, saying I want to I want to get to the mall really fast, so I'm going to run you over to get there. They already we stopped sending guys. Out. Or go online shopping. <laughs> hey, you know, just as an aside, a friend of mine told me uh, he's got a smart meter. Also, he said he took his cell phone and he held it right up in front of the smart meter and started dialing numbers, and he said the digits on the smart meter were going crazy. Now, I never tried that myself because I didn't, you know, I, I was afraid that maybe uh, they'll go crazy on the upside and I'll get a, uh, a real high uh, electric bill. That's what they uh, claim. Best, best thing to That's do is go buy a, a secondhand microwave, take the door off, stick it right on top, and plug it in, fry their crap every time they turn around and put one on. <laughs> is that right? Wow. What do you do? Take the door off, stick it over your smart meter, and fry it? Hmm. And just get like 150,000 times the radiation while you're doing this little act? <laughs> Zap the whole neighborhood? No, you, you'll, fr- you'll fry it in three seconds flat. And what if you take an old soup pot, like a metal soup pot, and you hang it over the meter? You think that'll yeah, work? That, that's going to work one way. Any oh, or you, you can just wrap a wire. Way all the way around it like a big old extension cord, wrap it around in a nice circle, make a nice big coil out of it, and plug it in. Done <laughs> deal. What's that, electromagnet? Pretty much. Yeah, but see, that, that kind of leans back towards uh, going to jail for tampering with the meter. Mm-hmm. Nah, you, you, you'd you be uh, d- uh, destruction of property. Best thing to do is just charge them for rent. Yeah, charge them 500 a month for rent. You have a pre-existing agreement, and they're the ones who want to change the agreement. And here's so another. What are your point. terms? That's true. Here's another. It's usually point. subject to change, though. Of course it is. It's subject to renegotiation. 
Yeah, but she doesn't want to renegotiate. Well, yes, yeah, she does. If she, she wishes to no, charge no. rent or she wishes to, uh, that that's a negotiation. Oh, yes, I meant with the analog. She wants to keep the analog. So she doesn't uh, want to, you know, negotiate this. Here's another that, point, too, that you guys are already in contract together, so they have to respond. Anything you send to them, they have to respond back because you're already in a contract. So they can't just ignore you. Well, what irks me just with this last letter, they have it dated March 20th, and I just got it yesterday. And yeah, that's what they do. 10-day shut, no, shut-off notice. Yeah, that's what they do. It's one of the tricks they do, apparently. they um, what, what date? Is there a date stamped on that letter? Yeah, they sent what they, is the, what it, No. Was it sent on registered? The envelope. Date, Date prepared March twentieth. Your your electric or natural gas will be shut off on or after April third. On the envelope, it has nothing. Who's making all it that noise? It doesn't have a date stamp on the Sorry. envelope. <laughs> no, that has a pre pre sorted first class U.S. postage paid Baltimore, Baltimore Maryland. Permit but it doesn't have a date. Zero. So it was one of those black little rubber stamps. Okay, that doesn't have a date on it. No. Well, then that's got to be that's got to be, there's got to be something there because if it doesn't have a date on it, how 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 can you verify when it was posted even? See, this is this, these are the little tricks that they do. They could have kept it in the office for seven days and then decided to post it, like I did um, just last week. I, I noticed that I had a bill, you know, that I had to pay, and it was dated like um, it was dated the 12th of March, and it says please pay in seven days. It wasn't posted until the 16th. I got it on the 18th, and the day I was supposed to pay it was the 17th, like the 17th or 8th. I couldn't do it, so I actually rung up the person. I said, "Look, if you're going to send me these, please send them. You know, if you're going to date them, please send them on the day that you date them." Well, and it's well, a little trick that they do. Well, that's another thing too: is that when you send a letter back, you say, "Thank you for your letter dated March 20th that I received, March 27th." Right, yeah. I do that. Right, I do that. Yeah. There you go. You let them know when you got it, and then you date right. your letter. March right. 27th. Right. And you send that registered. Right. Yeah, and get the stickers and everything and even take a photograph of it. There's a little there's a little trick in there, Mike, isn't there? Yeah. Well, and, yep. and that's another thing too is that they can't With prove that you have to put Oh, you have to put the um the the number when you send it registered. You have to it's a good idea to stick the registration number on the top of the letter the letter itself so it actually proves that that's the letter you sent with that with that mail number and photocopy it with the sticker on it and photocopy it with the sticker thank you for that yeah Vital takes that one step farther he puts the registered mail sticker on it and then he hand writes the number right above the sticker right on the paper Ah, handwriting. Okay, wow. And does he sign it? You know, or initial it or something? I don't think so, no. 
No, okay, it's just, it's handwritten, okay. Well, yeah, by the way. I always put the um, number on the letters, but I never put the sticker. Yeah, that's um, that, that's going a little extreme. That's if you're if you're almost certain they're going to try and pretend they didn't get it, but. I would say at least nine times out of ten, if they get a registered letter, they're not going to deny it. See, even here with the sticker, it it automatically goes onto that envelope. So we could, I couldn't do that here. That's kind of weird. Here we have, uh, they have the sticker that goes on the envelope, and then they give you a sticker, and I put my sticker, I put my sticker right on right on the paper because I still have a copy of the, the tracking number anyways. It's on the receipt and you could write it down if it wasn't on the receipt. Yeah, they give you a uh, like a little receipt. It's stamped, the date, and then the tracking number, and then you fill in who it was sent to. And then they give the uh, cost of what it costs. Cheyenne, mm-hmm. um, just a, a thought of something that I've done before. I know we don't usually uh, talk with men and women over the phone, but sometimes we do, you know, like Bell Canada or whatever. But uh, I'll make a phone call, and in with an, an urgent issue like you have here, I'd make a phone call uh, to the company and ask, you know, the employee's name and the employee's number, and I would state that I want something put into the file, and I would state that uh, I am sending a letter as of today, and a little bit about what consists of the letter. It will be in the mail today. It's coming, and I would like this information put into my file, like today, like at this moment. And you usually can get a confirmation number from them, either through email or whatever, that your file has been updated. This is the information that you're putting in, and you're also sending it in writing. So for urgency's sake, you could make a phone call also and confirm that this letter is coming. Well, instead of a phone call, I'd rather put, do it in email. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, yeah. You, you, the thing is, you you don't know who's going to read the email and when either. Yeah, and you don't have call. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, if it's if it's a really a really serious emergency, I would you could even send an email and a letter and phone them. Yeah, usually if you're talking to a, a man or a woman and you get their name and their employee number, they're going to pay attention they have to give you their information. They have to give you their name and their, their employment. Well, they can always lie about their name like the IRS does. Yeah, but you want to get it on, on recording as well. There we go. Like anytime you're phoning any of these people for any reason, I would record it. I steer clear of phone calls, but like Sonia said, if it's an emergency and it's a big hurry, back up the letter with a phone call. But I would maybe, if it's a big emergency and a hurry, I would send the letter, send an email, and then phone them. 
just to let you know, there's a registered letter on the way and uh, should have an email by now. And this is what the letter says. I agree with that. I got to either update my recorder or something. I got to put one on my phone. I did have one on and it sucked. But one time I was talking to Carl and we really got into some good conversations and I asked him, do you mind if I record? He says, hell no. So I started recording and then when I went to play it back, you could you could barely hear Carl. Should have made him mad. He would have yelled for you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but that's when he was telling me to check. See, I didn't even go to the sheriff's cell, which I'm very upset now. I went to all the other ones, but I didn't go to the last one. But that's when he mentioned to find out who was there and to... I took it a step further to, oh, there's supposed to be a lawyer there that records everyone present. Not not the audience, but for the banks. And I inquired about that, and they said, no, we don't keep records. Then I also inquired about the certified check. No, we don't do that. And I'm guessing that was not in writing? Correct. I did also try to email them, and the questions I was asking, just like that, I never got a response. <laughs> then I took it a step further and wrote to the lawyer who claims he was there. I asked him to give me proof that he was there, because Carl swears up and down there was no cell. And I heard that before from other people. There was that. There was no cell. That's just another smoke and mirror. So I took it a step further and wrote to the lawyer, and so far, no response. And I think I tried five times now. But just see, one question. Just... just one question. Were you present at the sale? Gave the date. You know, all the other information, that was it. But see, that's one thing people got to think about. Is I don't know how many times this happens. That's why I always ask that question. I'm guessing that wasn't in writing because it's unbelievable how many times it happens where they'll threaten you right to your face, they'll threaten you over the phone, and they will never put it in writing. Oh, I know. I've, I know. I I've like, seen that. That's why I avoid talking to these people like the plague because they're bullshitters to your face and over the phone. And you, you can't do anything face-to-face and over the phone, except follow up with a letter. I don't, I, you know what, Mike, I think I did follow up with a letter, a few of them. I don't think they answered me back. And, and again, it was just one or two questions. Do you put copies on your letters so they know that there's other ones and that other ones may be going somewhere else? No, I don't. But I do try to do CC and I do try to send it to other people. Yeah, carbon copy. Yeah, that's an that's an idea too. Yeah. And if it's um, if it's just a normal letter, it's no big deal. But if it's something important, um, say say I was say I was in a lawsuit with somebody, and I was going to send them mail, and I thought that they were going to try and weasel out of it. What I would do is I would call up Brian and say, 
hey, you want to be my third-party mailer? And he'd say, yeah, sure, no problem. And then we would go to the post office, and I would pay for the registered mail and everything else, and I would put the registered mail sticker on the letter, and then I would I would get Brian to initial the letter and then photocopy it. So now the letter has the registered mail sticker number on it, and it's got Brian's initials somewhere on the page. Then put it in the envelope and get Brian to write the address. Well, it doesn't really matter who writes the address, but um, at least that way, if it does go to court one day and they're like, oh, we didn't get any letter, then I can say, oh, really? I call Brian to the stand, and Brian gets on the stand with a piece of paper in his hand, and he says, yep, I'm the man that sent the letter. I sent it on this day, and as a matter of fact, here is the exact photocopy of the letter that I sent, and he's going to have a copy in his hand too. And there's no way they're going to get around that. Right idea. With his initial on it. Yeah, and they can't say, oh, I got a registered a registered mail envelope, but it was empty. Or, oh, I got pictures of the family vacation. Or somebody sent me a picture of a dog. Because now I got a man that's going to take the stand and say, oh, no, I was the one that sent it. And I know exactly what I sent. It just so happens well, I videotaped myself. I, I videotaped the letter, and I videotaped myself putting it into the envelope. So you guys want to contest this now or what? And like Barb did, she was having problems with the courthouse. Um, she got the post office lady to right. stamp letters with the post office stamp. Right, and I have, a, right, I have a form also for the post office. And I wish I could scan. I got to take my um, printer back to um, Best Buy for them to look at it because I can't scan into my computer. But I do have a um, um, letter here that you can take that along to the post office and they can vouch what you're putting into that envelope so they're actually a witness. But I also would do the timestamp as well. Yeah, even if you could get the person at the post office to just initial it and put it in the envelope for you and actually write on the envelope, then you've actually got someone who's part of the federal mail system. Well, that's what this form is for the mm. post office. Well, I don't know if it's the same down there, but when uh, when you buy registered mail, they uh, like they weigh it and everything, and then they scan it. They got a... Uh, you call those things like uh, UPC reader kind of things. They just scan it right into the computer, the barcode. Yeah. But you can go online anyways. That's the whole point of the tracking number. You can put it in the mail and then jump on the computer the next day and make sure it's on delivery. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what that, that's what I did with mine, and um, it showed. It showed every place that it stopped and exactly for how long and exactly the time it was delivered into that person's hands. Yeah, for you guys in the States, um, there's certified mail with the tracking number and the signature receipt or signature request green card, whatever. But the registered mail, it's insured mail and it's high security and they have it in locked mail bags 
the, the guy driving the truck, he doesn't even put it in the truck, in the back of the truck. He brings the lock mailbag in the front of the truck with him. And at the end of his shift, the last place he drops the mail off, he has to, he has to sign off on it. And the, whoever's taking the mail from him overnight signs for it and puts it in a vault. And it sits in a vault till morning. And then the next driver that picks it up signs for it. So there's the chain of custody. Okay, so that's actually even better than certified. Yeah, yeah. It, it's more expensive. It's not necessary. But if you expect problems, it's just extra, extra security that way. Well, it's better than getting a, a process server because the process server over here in Australia where I looked into it, um, is $295. Ouch. Mm, yeah. No, I run, Can you I get run a fee one. waiver? Can you get a fee okay. waiver? Um, I don't know. I just rung up a process server when I heard Carl mention it and I didn't know um, what a process server even was, so I Googled it and um, got on the phone and checked around. I rung one. Um, and he said $295, and that is three attempts of delivering. Oh, we can process the right. I didn't hear you correctly. Mm. Yeah, you couldn't get a fee waiver with that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why it's so expensive when over there it's like $50, isn't it, for a process <gasps> server? Uh, I paid the last time, I think it was around 60 and then my friend, because it was close, he I think he paid thirty five. Wow. Well, yeah, I guess it depends the guy, on the distance. Yeah, well the guy that uh, the guy that I got actually lives in, in my area and he only has to drive one was in my area and the other one would have been um six kilometers away, so not very far at all. And just on a side note I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but here in Ontario, I notice I know it's like this for family court. If um, if you're serving, like say say you were filing a motion for contempt, contempt is a fineable or imprisonable offense. Actually, it's got nothing to do with a fine, I don't think. But if it's an imprisonable offense like contempt, it has to be. Um, special service, which is a man or woman has to actually put it in their hand. So if you're gonna, if you're charging someone with contempt or some kind of an imprisonable offense, it's probably a good idea to get a process server. I agree with that because I had um, on on another service, I had, um, and it's, actually I don't even know the guy, but I went through someone else. It was his friend, so actually it was, it was I, I didn't know the guy, so it was a third party. He ended up trying to serve someone, a lawyer, and here the lawyer left him in the door, denied that he was him, took him up to the second floor. He goes into the, into the office, asks for the guy, and the lady the secretary says, well, he's the one who brought you up here. <laughs> what liars? Lawyers are liars. 
So he had to go back down and confront the guy. Well, and then he hand, he put it in his hand, and, and then that lawyer was pissed. He was probably pissed at the secretary for ratting him out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you don't speak in their court, you know, I mean, the judge can actually say, you know, if you don't speak, I'll fine you with contempt of court. Now, how can they do that? Because they know. But if you do speak in their court. You know that you're going to lose jurisdiction. I would, uh, I would ask, why are you threatening and, and intimidating me? Because mm, I mean, I excuse my ignorance, but I do not even properly know the word of contempt, so I just had to Google it. And it says, a lack of respect accompanied by a feeling of intense dislike. Is that, is, is that the actual um, term even in a court of law? Um, I'm not sure. You can probably find hundreds of different definitions if you look around, but I don't know how important that is. It's, I just look at temp contempt as disrespect. Okay, disrespect. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, this is my this is my thing. I don't want to talk in a court. Um, it's best if I do the the mo thing and you know present my court of record all on file. Then I won't have to speak. It's better if I don't speak because I get too. I can't really speak. I lose myself if I talk. So it would be better if I do appear in their court because all I have to do is present my, the, the papers with ev with all the information and the, the um, everything on them. Well, see, as far as I know, the defendant does not have to appear. The defendant can appear by paper. See, this is something... I never really realized this until a little while ago, but... There really is no point in speaking in court whatsoever unless you forgot to put something in your paperwork. Because the way things work is, okay, say I was suing Janine. I would, I would fill out my paperwork and I would tell my whole story, everything I need to say and nothing else in my paperwork. So right there, I've told my whole story. I've presented my whole case. There's nothing else to say. Then Janine would answer, and she would put her whole story, everything she needs, into her, into her paperwork. And now the court has both sides of the story, the complete both sides of the story. And so there's no, word for, no reason for anybody to say one single word in court, except that somebody must have forgotten to put something in their paperwork and now the judge has a question. And that's the only reason to be in court is to clarify something that you didn't put in your paperwork. So it only makes sense. Judge asks you a question. It's either in the paperwork or it's irrelevant or you just forgot about that. And so if... If the judge, if the judge, uh, I don't know if he asked, does your car have seat belts? 
that's irrelevant. That's not what this case is about today. So you just ask how you write it on paper. How is this question relevant to this matter? Because if it's irrelevant, we don't need to talk about it. So you could everything you need to say should be refer to my paperwork, refer to my paperwork, refer to my paperwork. Unless he asks you an important question that's not in the paperwork. It's the only reason to open your mouth. And even then, okay. maybe in writing. So I just do I write refer to the refer to paperwork or do I speak that? Uh, that I would just say refer to the paperwork. Oh, actually, I was incorrect. If I was suing Janine, I would send her my my paperwork. She would send her answer to me, and then I would I get one more chance to put paperwork in, because I put my my side of the story. She rebuts my paperwork with her side of the story, and then I have one more chance to send her something. And then when we go to court. I would tell my side of the story first, or the judge would ask me a few questions first, and then Janine would have a chance to speak, and then I get a chance to speak again, I think. Okay. But the whole point of all that was everything, both sides should tell their whole story in the paperwork, and that's why there's no reason to speak in a two-dimensional court. Thank you. It's just that... Um, um, I have, if I if I do, if I sort of go with this legal way with my case, um, I can just hand them my paperwork. Um, but my main was, I did ask. I said, "Will I said, will the other side have a lawyer?" And they said yes. And I thought, well, I am not going to win unless I can get out of this somehow. I am not going to win, and this is the way I cannot say anything. But um, you know, it's not going to come under a um, a trial by jury though, because there won't be a trial in this. It'll have to be all paperwork. Yeah, I think there's very few cases I would ever use a jury. Okay. I think using a jury is one of the worst ideas. It depends on the situation, but I think. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.